And we are live. Welcome, you guys, to the first ever episode of Prodigy Podcast. Just a little brief introduction since it's our first episode. The Prodigy Podcast is a podcast where you will find interviews with athletes, coaches, broadcasters from all types of levels of competition, from high school all the way to professional. And today, we have a very special guest, a very close friend of mine, high school phenom, Frank Thompson. He is a state singles and doubles champion, five-star recruit, and the 57th ranked player in the class of 2021. And once in competition, hit a serve so hard, he broke one of his opponent's rackets. Frank Thompson, everybody. I don't know about that last one, but <laughs> glad to be here. Um, excited. Awesome. So I want you to introduce yourself a bit, like how, like the sport you play. I mean, we obviously know it's tennis, but maybe what's your practice like or how'd you really get started in the tennis? Yeah, sure. So um, my dad is the head coach at Virginia Tech, uh, has been for, I think, 21 years now. So my dad always tells me I had a racket in my hand when I was just born. Um, there's actually photo proof to prove it as well. So... I mean, I, I've had a racket in my hand ever since then. Always had great role models. My dad's players always were great to me. And I kind of just fell in love with it off of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so back when Frank and I went to preschool together, I always remember after school, sometimes we would hang out, and the only place you would want to go is the tennis center, like with the college <laughs> time. That's all I remember. Um, do you have any like special stories that you remember? Any like favorite players as a kid? Um, there was one player that was really, really good to me named Lucas Soman. He played number one for my dad's team and was a, just a great role model. I remember one time at ACC Championships, he was the last match on, and there's a good photo of me and my tech headband and all my stuffed animals, and I was walking him through the match. And he was le he's letting me do it, so <laughs> as crazy as that sounds. Awesome. So I really want to get started on sort of how you jumped to become like a great tennis player. So let's just go over some of these accolades you have. So you won states as a freshman last year in the singles and doubles events, and then hopefully again this year for Blacksburg High School. And then you made it to the Eddie Hurt International Tournament, round of 34, and then you, you were- 64, I think, right? Oh yes, the round of 64. And then, uh, the USTA, this was recently, right? You, yes, you won recently. the Easter Bowl Doubles National Championship. Who was your partner in that? Uh, Thomas Paulsell. He's from Seattle. How did you meet up with him? Uh, long, long story. I, um, I didn't have a partner for um, in the 14 and under hard courts. I had a partner for clay courts and uh, didn't quite work out exactly the way we wanted it to, so... I was looking for a different partner and I ended up finding Thomas. And I mean, we had a huge upset in the boy 14s. We beat Saud Aghobani and Nishesh Basavaretti, which was a huge upset for us. So after that, we kind of just played, played and played and we've been playing ever since. Mm. So how did the Easter Bowl like work? Cause it's a national tournament, correct? Correct, yeah. And when was that? That was in? Early April, late March? I want to say it was, I think, like six weeks ago. Oh. Something like that. I was way off. Okay. I don't, I don't know how long it was ago, really. <laughs> okay, so how many people were in that? Like, how many teams? Uh, the doubles draw was a draw of 64. So, 64 teams? Yeah, 64 teams. Awesome. And 
like, do you remember any big players you played? Um, I played in singles. I played a kid named Victor Lilov, who's a phenomenal, phenomenal player. He um, is actually turned pro. <laughs> really? He signed a pro contract, so I played him in singles. He he beat me, but yeah, I took him close. That's still a cool experience. How yeah. old is he? <laughs> he's 14. He's 14. He just signed a pro contract? He signed a pro contract at age of 14. Actually, I think he's 15 now. He was 14 when he signed his contract. That's crazy. Yeah, so he's that was a good experience for me. Um, I played a lot of good players there. There's so much talent in the U.S. and oh, there are a lot of good players. Hmm. Do you remember any? Are there any other tournaments that you just remember playing that you have any good memories from, or met, met any like good friends that you still have now? I mean, yeah, um, playing on the like the tennis community is a really tight knit group. So just every single tournament, you end up meeting new people from all sorts of places. Like, you know people from Texas, California, Washington. Um, Pretty much Minnesota, anywhere in the U.S. I, I know someone from there just from tennis. So that's awesome. And I want to ask, when it comes to like tennis recruiting or tennis ranking, what are like the top? Are there like top associations like USTA? Is that like? Yeah, uh, I would say the USTA is like the premier, um, most reliable like ranking system and kind of tennis circuit for juniors. And how many tournaments do you think you play? A year or how often do you play tournaments uh, I think last year I played 23 tournaments don't don't quote me on that number it's that's an approximation but um, yeah about 23 tournaments mm. and I'm gonna go over a few more tournaments that you've played in the CVITT and that's upcoming correct yeah it's coming up in I think a month and that's a singles event it's a singles and doubles event um, and then last year you played against College uh, tennis players, is that right? Yeah, I played uh, Krillo Tisagura of UVA. Played four for them. And did you beat him? I did not beat him, but I played. I played him very, very close, which at the time was a was a big thing for me. Yeah. And then lastly, let me get the. Let's see if I get this name right. Dufour. There we go. You did get it right. Okay, so the <laughs> Dufour Invitational last year. Did you? Who are you teamed with in this? You beat a Virginia Tech doubles team, is that correct? Yeah, we beat we beat a Virginia Tech doubles team. I was playing with um, one of my dad's former players named Hunter Coons. He's played, I think, four for my dad. So I had a good partner, and we had a lot of fun with it. Mm, it does seem fun. So, like, how do you really prepare for these tournaments? Like, what's your pretty much day, like, day in the life, I guess you could say? Like, how do you practice? Uh, sure. So usually on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, uh, we have weightlifting at 7.15 in the morning. Um, so just get a good workout in in the morning, and then I have to go to school usually at 9.30 or sometimes 8, depending on the day. Mm -hmm. And then um, after that, I go to practice um, at 1 to 3.30 on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have it at 3.30 to 6. That's one of my like individual practices. And then I'll go and practice with the high school team whenever I can. How does like a tennis practice work? Because like, is it like a lot of drills or is it a lot of like one-on-ones? How does... 
Sure. So it's it's a lot of it's a combination of like actual match play that you would you know like play a match in, but then there's also a lot of drills and working on specific parts of your game that you can improve on. Mm. Do you know how fast your serve is? Uh, yeah, I think I clocked in. My maximum clocking was 116. So got to work on that a little bit, but it's, it's a good good starting point. Nice. So. Anything more to talk about? I sort of want to talk about like maybe some memories, memories from us back in the day. Oh yeah. Do you remember anything? As uh, the skiing trips, <laughs> what the skiing trips, the basketball tournament, that was fun. Yeah, let's talk about that. So one time we were in what was it like fourth grade, fifth grade? Maybe it was like sixth grade. I think it might have. Been, which one? Are we well, talking skiing or? We have two skiing trips. We'll talk about the homestead one. Okay, first. okay, okay. I think that was like, <laughs> I think that was like fourth grade. So, um, it was Frank and I, and my dad took us to the homestead that's up in West Virginia. Wait, no, it's not in West Virginia. It's in, sort of near West Virginia. It's almost on the border. That's the agreement I'm thinking of. But, so, (laughs) we were skiing, and usually there's two, uh, there's two levels. There's an intermediate level that's, like, halfway on the ski lift. And (laughs) it was like, Frank, is that your first time ever skiing? I think it was my second time ever skiing, but I had a couple years in between the two. Yeah, um, so so first things first, we go, we get on the ski lift, and that was already hard enough, and then, so we just do a bunch of, like, the intermediate ones, and, like, remember, we were just struggling going out, going off that ski lift, and then suddenly, it was, like, two, like, an hour and a half into it, Yeah. my dad was like, let's go to the black dog. Oh, your dad, or was it you? <laughs> um, I, I want to say it's my dad, I don't want to think that I was that stupid, or, uh, egotistical enough to think that I was good enough to go down the black diamond. Oh, I think you were. I don't think I was. <laughs> and I was like, come on, Frank, let's go. And that's like back in the time when, you know, you're, when you're in fourth grade, the only, if you know anything about skiing, like when you put the skis like in a triangle, that's the only way I knew how to slow down. I can, I can go side to side. So we finally get up there and it's my dad, me and Frank. <laughs> and my dad was like, okay, Paul, we wanted to do this. And so there was like this little area where it was like trees and like there's that little path. So we skied on that, I take a right and I fall. <laughs> and then I look behind me and I hear Frank and he's like just zooming. And the next thing you know, he launches right into my heart <laughs> and we are <laughs> going down the hill. It was, that was really fun. Rolling and we rolled all the way down that hill. I cannot believe we did that. That was so funny. And then another time, and that was, that was like New Year's Eve. Right, it was, at, yeah, it, was yeah. at, it was that winter place. That was so funny. Um, so my dad, it was like the day before he te- he called me and he was like, Paul, um, Frank wants to go to the home to the winter place, and I was like, okay, sure. But I mean, that was like I don't think I skied ever since. Like I think I only ski when I ski with you. <laughs> like I haven't ski. I don't. Like I'm trying to think. I haven't skied since the winter place. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think I have either. So we go up there and. This is like a little funny story. So this is like in sixth grade. So like, you know, when you're celebrating New Year's, you like sort of, mm, you sort of care about it a bit more. So I had like these hats and like all this <laughs> stuff I brought onto the into the car and it was you, your sister Gen Z, your sister Sophie, and um, your mom and your dad. And then Sophie brought, I guess her boyfriend at the time? At was the time, yeah. Morgan. And, when I, and my dad was like, oh, she's bringing a friend named Morgan. So I was like, okay, Morgan. That sounds like a girl's name to me. <laughs> so I got like a bunch of like tiaras. It was so weird. Do you remember that at all? 
Yeah, I do. <laughs> that was so weird. And so I brought in, and Morgan was like, what is this? <laughs> so that was really fun. And then I remember when we got there, uh, was that when your sister found that phone? Oh, yeah, the phone, yeah. Do you remember that? So Frank's sister, she found this phone on the ski slopes, and she brought it back into the cafeteria, I guess. Yeah. Like brought it back in and returned it, and that she found out who the owner was, and the owner, like, just attacked her, like, <laughs> verbally, not not physically, verbally, and was, like... Cussing her out, all yeah, sorts of stuff. Yeah, that was, I mean, when you're in sixth grade and you hear... I learned some new, new words that night, but, uh, <laughs> no, that was cool. Um, and then I remember, it was just another one of those times where I, like, got lost in the moment. And so, like, Frank and I, you know, we were going down, like, eh, some kind of hills. They were kind of, I mean, I'm not going to say much, but, like, you know, they were kind of hard, you know. But, pretty difficult, you know. <laughs> they were pretty difficult for, you know, not really skiing that much. But um, I remember your, it was your dad and Morgan. They were like, let's go way up. And so for the longest time, I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> and I remember I looked up at that ski lift and I saw where the top was. And that's like it was dark. And I just see this mountain. And I'm like, no. Yeah, none. Yeah. And then after that, I think we went to, was it Cracker Barrel? Yeah, I think so, yeah. That was like, well, was that after midnight? Yeah. So. Yeah, because we, we, we skied for a long time. Yeah. Um, and I think that was the only time I've ever been to the winter place as well. And so we went to Cracker Barrel. I mean, it was like 3 o'clock. And I think, I mean, I don't know if the waitresses were even happy to see us. Like, they just wanted to chill. But, you know, that was a good memory I have with Frank. I feel like I, I remember there being a lot of people there, even was there at 3 a.m. Because, like, I mean, it, it was New Year's, right? Yeah. I mean, people were, mm, yeah. Maybe I was wrong. I just remember, I just remember it was literally us. <laughs> yeah. It was, like, a big wide table. They had to get, like, three tables to put them together. Yeah, because there were so many of us. Yeah. Good and, memories. <laughs> dude, I want to go back. Like, when I look back, those days are easy. <laughs> a few other stories I remember is uh we went to the acc tournament oh yeah in greensboro so <laughs> i wonder I, I have a bunch of so the acc basketball tournament pretty much uh there's like the big arena and then there's like the fan fest section there's like a big tent with like a bunch of games and stuff in there like a basketball court like mini basketball things like that and i don't know if it was you or my cousin jake but there, my dad, like, got this picture live. So there's, like, this girl that I met, like, two years ago. It was, like, one of my mom's friends, I guess, from high school. Like, one of my mom's friend's daughters. I like where this is going. And um, let's just say her name is Janet. So Janet was, like. What kind of name is that? Come on. Okay. No, we're going to name her. Uh, we're going to name her. Okay, Sarah. You know, there we go. There we okay. go. Typical, so, typical. So Sarah. Um, was like way was like way across, and I just saw her on the rock climbing wall, and I think that her mom like waved to my dad, and there's like a picture of it live, and I'm and I have the weirdest face, like I'm like <laughs> I can't, like you know when you're that was like fourth grade, fifth grade, I was like yeah, 12, really little, I was like twenty ten, no, I was like twenty twelve, and like I mean what I was too afraid to talk to a girl fourth grade, so uh, you know I was. I was scared, and and then another cool part um, is at the ACC tournament. That was only, we need to go again because it's actually going back to Greensboro. Is it year. really? Yeah, it was at uh, Charlotte, and so 
Um, now it'll be in Greensboro next year. We should go again. There's this place. Uh, it was like right next to Greens to the Greensboro oh, Coliseum. Yeah. It was called Stamies. And, and are, were you like a big fan of barbecue before that? I think. Oh yeah, 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 I'm a yeah big yeah. fan of barbecue. And so um, Stamies, if you're listening to this, please sponsor us. But uh, <laughs> so it was like after the game, it was like that was the championship game. Was that the Miami game? Yeah, did we watch Miami play UNC or was it Duke? It was UNC or Duke, so it was like the championship game. So it, the championship game ended at like seven, and I remember first we took it's on my dad's phone. I remember we took that picture in front of the Coliseum. We both made like really stupid faces. Oh yeah, do you actually remember? That? I, I do remember. <laughs> yeah. So we took that picture, and then my dad and I were like, "Frank, you want to Stamies?" And you're like, "What's Stamies?" And <laughs> we're like, "Just wait." <laughs> so it was like this little. I mean, it's probably the size of maybe like a. How, I don't know what to relate it to. Uh, like the size of, I mean, like. Probably the size of like a McDonald's. Yeah, similar to a McDonald's. So like the size, it was like the size of a McDonald's and it like looks super old from the outside. But then you walk in and like you can just smell it. And like I remember we just had a bunch of barbecue and then the cheer wine floats. Those are amazing. That's all I remember. Remember, I remember I just wanted to go to Greensboro. <laughs> I still stop by there whenever I'm driving through Greensboro. I was like, Mom, let's go to Stamies. <laughs> yeah, dude, I love that place. And uh, remember, I think it was, it was that morning. But I mean, my dad is one of those guys who likes to leave early in the morning. And wait, was that you? Do you remember like the hats that had like a net? Yeah, yeah I still have that. It's still in my room. <laughs> yeah, so uh, at FanFest, it was so stupid. I thought it was, like, cool. I, like, went to school the next day because, like, it was, like, March, so it was still cold. And it was, like, this beanie. But, like, so it was, like, the bottom of the beanie, but instead of, like, the top of the beanie, it was, like, a basketball net. So we were, like, wearing basketball nets all around Greensboro. We thought we were pretty cool. Oh, we were. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, that was really funny. And my dad's one of those guys who likes to wake up super early that morning. He doesn't like to, you know, spend an extra day traveling. And uh, so it was like 6 a.m. And like 6 a.m. in March, like, you don't want to be outside. I remember we picked up Frank, and Frank didn't want to talk at all. <laughs> he was so tired. And um, a few other stories I remember is uh, we were on the same soccer team. I was like, we were, like, we were like the Purple Pirates, right? Yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> so we had a couple other friends like uh, in our grade now. So like Levi Packard and then was it Danny? Danny was on our team. Danny. I remember on, that. He was on our team. And, uh, you know, back in the day, you know, that, that was a big competition. You know, our team was pretty good. But like we played like Diego Elias. You remember that? Oh, yeah, that was a difficult game for us. No, because <laughs> Diego would just boost by everyone. He, he's a good player. Um but I remember it was this one game, and it was, like, our last game of the season. It was, like, super, super muddy. And I remember we were, after the game, I was, like, just sliding all in the mud. Do you kind of remember that? Yeah, I, I do remember when it was so muddy. It was super muddy, and we won the game. So I, like, thought we were in, like, we were, like, the champ, like we just won the Champions League or something. So... <laughs> Um, I like slid on my knees everywhere and I was like covered in mud. I thought it was like super cool. <laughs> and then my mom was like, how are we going to get home, Paul? So she put me in the way back and I was just, that was a rough, that was a rough ride home. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, let's go back to maybe tennis a bit more. Okay. Do you, uh, 
Who was like your biggest role model tennis wise, like coming up? Was like your dad? Like, did you look up to your dad a lot? Well, yeah, I'd say definitely my dad would be my biggest role model. Um, I always saw him play and I played with him for a long time. Uh, he got injured for a while, but before then, I mean, I played with him all the time. We used to wake up super early and we'd go and we'd compete and he would always beat me. And then it was <laughs> pretty funny. There was one day where it just kind of, kind of changed. And I, you started beating him. I started beating him. You know was, what age that was? I was looking at it. I think it was 2015. So that would have been four years ago. I would have been 11, 12. 12 or 11? Yeah, 12. Coach Thompson, uh, where you need to get your game up, son? <laughs> no, 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 no. But um, do you, I mean, you were always a talented player. Um, do you like remember maybe if you had like a big jump skill wise to really compete at the national level? And, like, what really made you have that jump, like, workout-wise? Were you being a little bit more specific? Or maybe you just switched it up, became a lot more intense with your workouts? Well, um, I think there were two big jumps in my game. Um, one was when I really – in sixth grade, I really kind of got focused more on tennis and um, really kind of – my dad went and saw a big tournament and then saw all the kids my age playing and was like, holy cow, we're – we're way off that right now. So we came home and we went and we worked out every morning at 7 a.m. until uh, I just kind of I just kind of got a lot better. I was the player that just kind of hit the ball as hard as I could and didn't care if it went into the fence or in the court. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I finally realized that I needed to you know, like put the ball in the court, it was a big help. Mm -hmm. That was the first jump. And then my second big jump was um, when I quit soccer. I, I loved soccer, but in the end of the day, it was holding me back a lot. So when I quit soccer, within the next six months, I went from, I think, like 130 in the nation to, like, right around where I am now. That's what I saw. So when I was looking at that website, I mean, I saw, like, when did you quit soccer? I don't quite I saw like remember years and years after ranking, and I just see 130. I mean, 130 is still amazing. Like, that's still Yeah, it's still good, very good. Yeah. That's a great ranking. But then I see it goes from 130 to, like, 50. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So, like, so you're just being a lot more specific, trying to be a lot more detailed in your workouts, making sure you did it correct? Yeah, I, I, I focused, I practiced uh, with a kid named Dawson Driscoll. I don't know. Do you know Dawson? Yeah. Is he going to Christopher Newport? Yeah, he's going to Christopher Newport. We used to practice he's two years older than me we used to practice like all the time we spent four hours at a time on the court really and i got a lot better during that and i have another question so like in the summer you know it's super hot do you practice indoors or outdoors oh definitely outdoors oh my gosh yeah it's, it's that's why you get so tan <laughs> <laughs> huh. ladies love the tan come on fall so like in the summer is the workout session or like not workout session I guess do you practice like a lot a lot more in the summer than you do during school time um yeah I, I practice a lot more during the summer because I just don't have the school portion to worry about mm -hmm. um but yeah it is a lot hotter and it's a lot more difficult because it's so hot <laughs> but then you know that prepares you it does prepare you because all the tournaments are outside as well mm -hmm. uh is your dad still your coach now? 
Yeah, yeah, my dad's still my coach. I have a lot. I have a lot of coaches that help out. Um, my dad, Martin Sayre, my dad's assistant. He works me out quite often, and then Stephen Huss, who's used to be my dad's assistant, but now works for uh, National, and he won Wimbledon. He's a great player. Really? Great he won influence. the Wimbledon. He won Wimbledon doubles in 2005. Yeah. That's crazy. And then sort of like branching out from Wimbledon to like sort of big tournaments at your age. Um, are you, I don't know if you're still sponsored by them, but like Soulfire, that was like your first big yeah, sponsorship. Yeah, still sponsored by them. So how did they reach out to you? How did they find you? Or did you reach out to them? How did it work out? Uh, I was kind of looking for a sponsorship because I kind of had reached the point where I needed to look at them. Um, and a lot of a lot of the companies are like everyone sponsored by Adidas and Athletic DNA is another big popular one, but I didn't really want to have the same sponsor as everyone else because I like to be different. Mm -hmm. So I looked at like all sorts of put, and I wrote Soulfire and was like, uh, I, I just was like, do you guys offer sponsorships? And they were like, yeah, let us review you for a bit and then we'll see what happens. So it worked out. How much, like, do they just send you stuff? Yeah, they send me clothes, just like, I mean, just loads of them. How often? Random. I wouldn't say there's a set like time when they send them. It's just like all of a sudden I'll get clothes in the mail, and it's like, okay, that works. <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> um. So like the top, sort of staying with that. So like the top, uh, like tennis players. So they're like signed by like Adidas and like Nike and yeah, Nike is Nike is the premier one. Like mm -hmm. um, all the really really like. The guys in that ranking list that are one and two and three and four are all signed by Nike. That kind of cuts off around four, though. Yeah. What's, like, the most, I guess, most competitive? Like, what state really has, like, the biggest amount of tennis talent? Like, California? Yeah. So, I would say California has a lot of talent. Uh, I think they comprise about, I think they have, like, ten players in the top 50. And then same with Florida. Florida also comprises about... 10 out of the top 50. Mm -hmm. How do you think like Virginia would rank in that? Is it like a competitive state? Well, I think we have me and one other kid in the top 50. Uh-huh. So, I mean. And then uh, let's talk a little bit about college. So when it I don't really know too much about like college tennis. Um, what are like the really premier tennis teams or like premier conferences? Well, uh, the ACC is no doubt the best conference. Um, I might be a little bit biased there, but it it has proven time and time again that it is the most premier conference. Uh, coming in second, I would say, is the SEC. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're very good as well, but not as good as the ACC. Again, maybe, maybe a little biased, but... Yeah. Um, and then uh, when it comes to, like, college recruiting... Uh, do tennis uh, I mean it's probably the same for all is it junior year yeah tennis? junior year September 1 is when everything can start yeah so um, what are like the primary things like a coach would look for like just ranking like how yeah so um, they'll look at your uh, rankings um, most of them will come watch you play look at your potential look at your size look at how you compete um, it, it's a multitude of things and uh, it's also like 
not just how you compete and play, but do they want you to be around their team? Like, it's just a lot of stuff that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And sort of like watching them play, what are like the biggest junior, I guess, junior tennis tournaments in the United States or in the world? Uh, in the U.S., I would say the biggest, uh, obviously, Easter Bowl is a huge one. Um, Clay Courts, which is a national, there's four, five, I think there's five national championships. There's Kalamazoo, Easter Bowl, Clay Courts, National Indoors, and I think Orange Bowl is also a national championship. Um, Do all those give uh, like access to the U.S. Open, or is it just Kalamazoo is the one that gives access to the U.S. Open, and that's like singles, singles and doubles for that one. So if you win boys 18s, you get a wild card into the big, big um, U.S. Open. If you win 16s, you get a wild card into U.S. Open juniors. Interesting. So um, I want to talk about like like qualifying into the U.S. Open when it comes to tennis. So how like how does it work? Is there like a like certain sectionals, and then how are you like qualified to play in those sectionals, and then qualify? the u.s open well are you talking about u.s open juniors or uh we'll talk about both so first u.s open juniors uh so for u.s open juniors it's very very hard to do tournaments and like name a country there's countries you've never heard of they have tournaments in um i haven't started playing in those yet just because it's very very expensive um I might be playing. I think I might start playing in those shortly, but there was no point in really playing in it if I wasn't going to make the U.S. Open. Yeah. So, uh, looking forward, I hope I can play some of those, but we'll see what happens. And then, for the big time U.S. Open, that is a daunting path because you have to go through um, the future level. There's about a thousand players ranked. Right. Yeah. A thousand players ranked and you have to go through the futures level, then the challengers level. And then the, the next level I think is called like ATP masters. Mm. And then the grand slams are that. So, so it's a long path with a lot of good players. Yeah. Cause I know for like golf, it's, it's a little bit different. It's like, you have to be, I think it's like a one handicap. So like if you get it's not really like a ranking wise like if you're one handicap and then you can sign up for a sectional and it goes to another sort of qualifier and then if you qualify for the U.S. Open that'd be crazy. I know my dad he always jokes around when the U.S. Open turns on and he's like if Frank Thompson ever plays there we are going. I'm like no that'd be pretty sick. <laughs> Never been to New York. What's like some of the be- biggest places you've been like a tennis tournament or like places you've traveled and other than tennis. Uh, I would say the biggest tennis place I've been to is Indian Wells. Um, they have, like, I, I came there two weeks after Federer and Djokovic and Nadal were all there playing. So just the environment there was um, really, really cool. <laughs> um, who's your t- favorite tennis player? Steve Johnson. He, um, yeah, not everyone will know him. He's, I think, like, 20 in the world. Mm-hmm. He played college tennis at USC. Is USC, like, a really big tennis school? Oh, yeah. USC is a very, very good tennis school. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know too much about this. Maybe we'll just have an interview with your dad. But when it comes to, like, your dad recruiting, does he look, like, all over the world? Because I know he has 
what's his name from Australia? Correct? Yeah, Mitch is from Australia. We yeah, all over the world. Because tennis seems like it's a worldwide thing. Like I think college is like recruit everywhere. I mean, yeah, for sure. Um, I think we have about a 50-50 split between internationals and Americans. How many people are on the Tech Tennis team? We have, I'm going to say 10 or 11 guys. And then when it comes to, like, a competition or, like, for example, ACC tournaments, did everyone play? Is it, like, top six or? It's top six play, yeah. And then I bet those, like, qualifying to get into the top six, it's pretty heated. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good competition. I'd be scary to watch, but, you know. That'd be kind of cool to watch too. Um, what is it? Is golf like that in college where you play? Um, yeah. So when it comes to golf, I'll use tech for example. Um, usually when I practice, I'll see them sort of going around like 13, 13, 14 to 15, sort of around the range and they'll be playing like a qualifier. So I know the girls, the tech women's team, they had a tournament and I think it was like Puerto Rico, sort of like in that Caribbean area and it was top six, and I think there's like 10, 10 or 11 players on the team. And so it's like just they play three rounds. I think a few are – they like switch up the courses too. So like Virginia Tech's main course is the river course, and then they also play at the Blacksburg Country Club, and they sort of switch off with those. So like, they, you know, if you play really good at one course, like that's not really going to – like that's not really going to show if the course at Puerto Rico is a lot more like the country clubs, a little bit more open. Sure. So you play multiple different environments, and I think it's three rounds. I pick the top scores, top total scores. Okay, that makes sense. So they, they played like an inter-squad scrimmage in Puerto Rico? Is that what I'm hearing or no? Um, so it's uh, so how it'll work is, um, so first there's the qualifying in Blacksburg. So the top six girls go on to I think it was Puerto Rico and then they played other colleges there. Oh, okay. And so when they played uh the colleges, it's I don't know too much about it. Let me find out. College golf. How would I say it? College golf competition. I think if it's like a high school, I know high school is a lot like it's so six people go and then they pick the top four scores from all okay and then they have an individual part of it as well so last week there was a there was some college event it was in california it was like a bunch of like the western schools so like usc ucla uc berkeley and they had the individual leaderboard and i think they picked top four scores and then they add them all together and then so there's a team winner and there's an individual winner and is that is that like sort of the same way it's like for high school tennis like how does high school tennis work yeah so high school tennis is a lot like college where there's six players that play and then there's doubles so there's a total of nine points in the six singles and three doubles um so it's if you win five matches you win it's just like that so it's just whoever gets to five matches first wins yep Mm. what are like the biggest when it comes to like virginia what are like the biggest schools i know blacksburg's good of course yeah, our biggest competition is John Hanley. They're in Are they Winchester, Nova? Virginia. Is that Noah? Yeah. Figured. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you won singles and you won doubles, and I was with Ruhan. Is that correct? Yeah, Ruhan Prasad. And was like when it came to singles, 
how did it work? Was it how many people were in it? How do you qualify? Oh, I don't even think I re- I played like a district event. There were like, I don't know, I think like 10 people in that. Mm-hmm. So I won that. And then I think I played a Regents. I, I'm not really sure. Played went to Lynchburg and played a Regents. And that had another 10, 15 people in it. So I had to play that. Was, all those matches were like really, really – like I played like one match a day and they were not very good matches. Oh. So <laughs> that took a while. And then we went on to States and that was a good level where there were four people. And um, The whole team go to States or was it just – We made the State semifinals. Okay. So we lost in the state semifinals to a team called Riverside. Oh, yes, Riverside. Yeah, so yeah. Um, didn't you all play them in golf or something? Uh, no, that was that was for, like, another club called DECA. They're, like, another one of those really big chapters when it comes to, like, the state competition. And, like, they're, they're like, kind of annoying. But, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big Riverside fan either. Um, You know, uh, so when it comes to – other schools are like the primary tennis schools all in like Nova. Yeah. I would say the best schools are all in Northern Virginia. Yeah. So Nova means Northern Virginia. If some people are really confused and there's anything else to talk about, we may be going toward the end of this first episode. (laughs) Um, Well, it was awesome meeting with you. And sort of talking with you on the podcast, um, is there any way like people can really find you, like Instagram, Twitter, or anything like that? Yeah, my Instagram is probably the easiest way to find me. Um, yeah. <laughs> awesome. So Thanks so much for having me on the podcast. So. No, no problem. It was great to have you as a first guest. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. See you all. And that concludes the first ever episode of Prodigy Podcast. Next week, tune in. There should I don't really have a sort of schedule set up. I'm still finding more and more guests for the next coming months. Um, you should expect to see a new episode either every Wednesday or every Thursday coming up. See you all later.